Hello, you are listening to the Alphology 2 podcast, episode number 62, I believe. How are you doing? You doing good? Me too, I'm doing good. It's fine, everything's fine, isn't it? There are no worries in the world. Global pandemic aside, I guess. Oh, and global warming. And um, institutionalised racism. Actually, there's a lot wrong with, with, with the world. Let's forget I said that. Um, nothing's wrong right now for me. You know, I'm sat in my in my room just staring into a microphone. In fact, I have my glasses on. And um, my glasses don't have the, the, the reflective coating, the, 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 the anti-reflective coating, so I can see the reflection of my own eyeball in my, in my glasses against the black background of the microphone. Uh, yeah, anyway, so I normally normally do this this bit at the end of the episodes, but I'm actually going to do it at the start this week just because I feel like sometimes people trail off a little bit at the end and they, you, know, you might not get to the end of an episode and you sort of miss out on my little spiel. So I'm going to do my little spiel at the start, if that's okay. Yeah, so what you should do if you enjoy listening to this is you should tell your friends and send it to them and say, I would recommend that you take some time out to listen to to, to what this, this, this random man has to say. Uh, I would be I would be appreciative. Uh, and if you if you want to sort of stay in touch on social media, you can do that too. Uh, you know, this this podcast has a pretty unique name, so you, all you have to do is search it up on your favourite social media, and you'll probably find it. So please do that. Please do that. So sorry for last week. Last week was intense, wasn't it? Very bizarre. Very bizarre. Very weird. I got on to uh, just a a bit of a rant about some things I didn't really fully understand myself. It was quite deep. And to be honest, at the moment, I am quite deep just as a person. Like I am in touch with some quite, uh, I guess, deep thoughts at the moment. That sounds really depressing. It's not depressing. It's just, that's just the way it is. I'm, I'm connected to my, to my feelings right now, um, which is fine. That's fine. That's all good. But that's just, it does sort of reflect itself within the uh, within the podcast so we're going to try to be a little bit lighter this week but also not really <laughs> uh yeah so it's it's not quite as light and breezy as it could be this week but you know we'll just just give it a go i'm gonna be back to talking about god and i know i've done that a few times but it's such a rich topic for for me and, and if you have some bizarre ideas about things linking them back to religion is it's handy because there's a lot of literature about there out there about it, and there's a lot you can say about it because it informs our lives in such a big way. So I'm going to talk about uh, religion. Um, bear with me. I think this will be enjoyable. I think that there's a solid idea this week. So just 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 sit back and, and, and listen and enjoy. Uh, so something I do, something I do on, on a not a day to day basis. I don't do this every day. I do it. Probably, but I guess probably the equivalent of maybe like one day a week, if you add up all my hours, is uh, I work as a as a ghostwriter, as like a second job, or a, I, I wouldn't call it a second job, a bit of extra cash. So I write um, like fiction and uh, books and whatever people want me to write, I write it. You know, that's just you know, whatever they're willing to pay for. That's what I'll do. I, I don't really pick and choose as long as it's not. As long as it's not super nasty horror, because I, I just I don't feel like I can produce that. Also, porn can't do that either. But anything in between, I'll just fucking write it. Who, who cares, you know? And people seem to enjoy it and rate the work uh, well and highly. So it's a win-win, and um, I make money from it. 
So I'm doing one at the moment. I can't give you the details because I'm bound by non-disclosure agreements. But really the the themes are sort of like uh, tyranny and I guess sort of surveillance, but mostly tyranny and sort of leaders who act badly. And this particular leader, the way they're acting badly is they are getting sl- this character, they're getting slaves to build a structure for them, in, like in their honour. That's that's the story that this person wants written. So that's what I'm thinking about, right? So in the process of writing that story for them, it, these things have been on my mind. So during that, I sort of thought about my hometown. So I'm from a place called Gloucester or Gloucester, Gloucester. If you, depending on where you're from, if you if you, if you were to look at it written down, it's it's spelt Gloucester, but it's it's pronounced Gloucester. That's where I'm from. Um, it's a what I would describe as a shithole. It's it's not a particularly nice place. Like it's all right, but it's not great. It's sort of like a dock town. So it's a bit, bit sort of, I'd call it a working class town. And that comes with its, its positives and negatives. It's been, it's a very old town. It's, it's, it's been around for years. I think it was very, very, very briefly for like maybe a year at the capital of, of England under the Romans when it was called Gleevem. It's now called Gloucester. And what it has, it's only real redeeming feature in terms of its culture, is a cathedral. And the cathedral is massive. Right? It was built in like 1074 or something. I, I don't know the exact year it was built. It was built just after the Normans invaded Britain. So just after 1066, when William the Conqueror, or William the Bastard, depending on who you are, uh, after he came to Britain, and he established a uh, like a, a, a tyrannical government. They did the harrying of the North. They killed loads of people. They killed loads of people. They did the first census, the Doomsday Book. And what they did is they also built lots and lots and lots of churches. And Gloucester Cathedral, it's a stone church, obviously, and it is fucking massive. It is enormous. You can, you can see it from basically anywhere in the town. You know, provided you're not like in a house, you know, you, as long as you're in a sort of like a reasonably open space, this cathedral is towering above you. Even sort of miles away in the docks, you can look across the skyline and you'll see this cathedral, which is like that's significant. That is a significant building, and you, you feel it when you're there. You see it, and you go fucking hell. That's a significant building. But it would be more significant, like a thousand years ago when it was built. Can you imagine living in like a mud hut in this in this this nasty you know west country town in 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 11th century england or 12th century england and you come out your mud hut in the morning and you look out and all you see is this fucking massive tower it's looming over you at all times well my point is this is this is this is what we're going to get to the meat of it is that what that is what well, what they would have said that was is like it's an honor to God, like it's like a like a, a tribute to Him. It's like look at this thing we've built for you, God, and then people come here and they worship you. But I don't so much buy it. I think what that is is a rudimentary old school mass surveillance tool. 
And I don't mean the tower itself. I don't mean there's this someone standing on top of it, looking out with a pair of binoculars going, oh, there's there's Mr. Smith stealing someone, someone else's chickens. You know, that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is it's like, so you got like, like Big Brother is watching you. You know, there's a there's a camera on every on every every corner now in, in every establishment you go to, there's a camera, you're being watched all the time. My laptop has a camera. I'm sure the government could tap into it if they wanted to. Everyone's had this thing on their phone where they say something and they get an advert for it afterwards. We're being watched, we're being listened to all the time. But a thousand years ago, that wasn't possible. The technology didn't exist. So instead of doing that, they used God. So instead of we've got cameras everywhere that can see you doing bad stuff. So you better do you better do good stuff or we're going to find out. What they did is they said, well, God is everywhere. And if you do something wrong, he'll see it. And it's not up to us to punish you on his behalf. So we won't. Although they, they did, but in general, that's what they said. They said we won't punish you, but... I'll tell you who will. God will punish you when you die. Afterwards, you know, you'll be in hell for eternity. You'll be on fire for eternity. And no one wants to be on fire for eternity, do they? I don't want to be on fire for even even an hour. Being on fire for an hour would be really quite unpleasant. So you know, in comparison to eternity, an hour, well, it just isn't that long at all, to be honest. So... You can see why people didn't want to do this. Well, I don't want to be on fire forever, so I'll do what I'm told. But and, and, yeah, if God can see everything, then you know I've just got to do what I'm told, haven't I? So it was this this thing and this reminder. Every time you go out your house, you see this huge fuck off tower. It's like, yeah, right. I remember now. God is there and He's watching. So it was basically like de facto mass surveillance that they invented with with these churches, and then they built on that. You know that there's symbols of god everywhere isn't there there's statues of jesus there's, there's crosses uh people wear crucifixes that's encouraged because it just remind you know you got this this cruci- there's a, i just remembered this this wasn't gonna be part of it but there was an experiment um and what it was was people get sat in a room and they have to uh, this might be wrong, so bear with me here. Bear with me. But I think this is true. I think this is what the experiment was. There are people sat in a room, and they're given a maths test. And they're given two pieces of paper, one with the answers, and one with the questions and to fill out the answers. But they're not allowed to look at the answers while they're doing the test, obviously. So they do the test, and at the end, they're asked to check their answers and mark themselves and if they got everything right self-marked they can go up they just just have to drop their test into a box and if they got everything right they can take five dollars and like 80 percent of people went and got five dollars for getting every question right but when they looked at the the tests in the box it was all anonymous no one was ever going to find out when it was all anonymous, 10% of people actually got all the answers right, and yet 80% took the $5 for getting everything right. Because people will do stuff which is 
uh, morally wrong if they think no one's going to find out. They just will. You know, everyone's done it. You know, it's, I'm not judging these people. I've definitely done stuff like that. I'm sure you have too. Stuff which benefits you. It's only it's like it's like a white lie. Yeah, I could have got all the answers right. So they're not losing anything by me taking that five dollars. Like, like they don't know. So you know, I could have got five that got the five dollars legitimately. So really, it doesn't matter that they they'd already willing. They were already willing to give me that five dollars, whether I score on some sort of stupid test or not. It doesn't matter. You can see that logic. However, they repeated the test, and exactly the same conditions, but next to the the pile of five dollars is the the, the 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 money where they were they would take it from. They put a little statue of the Virgin Mary, just a little model. Yeah, everyone recognised the Virgin Mary. It's a it's a, a universally recognised symbol, particularly the, well, I guess in the West. And the amount of people who took the five dollars went through the floor. I don't, I don't I don't know the numbers, but just the Virgin Mary being there made people lie less because it it reminded them of this this moralistic thing they have in their head. There's this thing, there's like the Virgin Mary, she's associated with like purity, with motherhood, with doing the right thing. I I, I don't know. She is. Uh, she's associated associated with good things. And, and just subconsciously, that means people stole less, essentially. And that is what the church is encouraging when they put ask you to put a crucifix around your neck. You look at that crucifix when you're about to do something wrong and you go, oh, yeah, what if Jesus is watching, I guess? And that was what building these huge cathedrals was about. It's like the equivalent of having a government spy watching you. It's like no one will ever find out, but they will find out, even though they actually won't, because obviously God doesn't exist. But it gives you this impression that that somebody will find out your crime. So that's cool, right? The church invented mass surveillance, and, and there's more to it as well. So in addition to 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 placing you know, statues and uh, churches and um, crucifixes everywhere that they, they did more. Like, so um, confession, you go in, you go in for confession and it's like, I'm a priest. No one can, I, I will not tell anybody what you tell me here. Fair enough, right? It's a good, good system. So you get to get it off your chest. You get to discuss the worst things you've done with someone without fear of being punished. Good idea in general. But when the church sort of is the government, which they, they were for a lot of the old times, that doesn't actually make any sense. You're, what you're doing is you're going and you're basically telling like the equivalent of a prosecutor, <laughs> like a, a, a judge or something, you know, all the things that you've done wrong. And they might say that they won't use it against you, but I could sure as hell confirm that you know they... they Someone would miraculously find out what you've done afterwards if you committed crimes that 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 needed punishment for. So if you killed the old woman down the street, and you told you told the priest back in the day, I'm pretty sure that mysteriously that information would find its way to the authorities. So they're using confessions as like an intel gathering tool, much in the same way as sort of social media can be used. You know, you put things there voluntarily, but anybody can gather that. It's in the public domain. It's it, it, it so. You, know, you are telling Facebook about yourself all the time. 
So it's it's the same sort of approach there, but I guess just in a different format. And on top of that, that the church controlled the media, i.e., literature and art. So they controlled language that they refused to have the, the Bible translated into into other languages for years because they then have control over language, literature, and art. So they can then tell you whatever they want through through those means, and they, they can represent the message that the church wants to represent through these, these pieces everywhere. And that all feeds into that mass surveillance. It's like God is just everywhere, and the message of the church is everywhere. And that's, that's kind of cool, right? And that all, that all changed with a guy called Martin Luther. Not Martin Luther King, not, not to be confused. Martin Luther was, like, I guess, the first Protestant. He could be considered to be one of the great anti-totalitarians. He said, no, bollocks, we're doing away with confessions. We're doing away with all this literature and art. We're doing away with huge representations of God everywhere. We are just going to worship God. That's what we're going to do. It's about God. It's not about God's control over the people. It's not about he's watching you. It's not about anything else. It's just about worshipping God. And that was where the split between Protestants and Catholics came. So The thing is, I call him one of the great anti-totalitarians. It's also worth noting that Martin Luther was an absolutely fucking shocking bloke. Uh, he talked about how the Jews should be all executed and stuff. Awful bloke. But he, he, he did sort of undermine the church's totalitarian regime. He, he was, I guess, the start of the collapse of the church, even though it was like, I don't know, what, six or seven hundred years ago. He started the the, the sort of anti-church thing. And it was, obviously, it's, it's a thing that snowballs. It was a very small thing at the time. But we wouldn't be where we are now with our freedoms if he wouldn't have done that back then. So you look at that now. If you, if you look at surveillance now, mass surveillance now, we've got cameras everywhere. During the church's reign, cameras weren't everywhere but basically what they did is they made it sort of seem like there were cameras everywhere so you're not actually being watched but they made it seem like you were they convinced everybody that although they weren't being watched that actually they were which is an absolute fucking stroke of genius in addition to that they had the confessions which were like i guess they're like internet cookies i guess they're just these things that you know you sort of voluntarily give up and they they track you and and that that will help the overall picture of the church or whoever it is knowing more about you. They also held all the marriages, churches in control of marriage, as is is widely, widely discussed, obviously, with the gay marriage issue, because they're, they're, they're real cunts about that. So they held all the data around people's, all the information about people's love lives. They knew who was in love with who and who was no longer in love with who and who had kids with who and uh, whose parents were married, whose parents weren't who was having an affair, who wasn't, and they could control that too. So they had surveillance over love. So the church had fear instilled in everybody through the surveillance of their actions, theoretically, uh, the, the the holding of their data, and knowing about their sex and love, love lives, which is incredible, bearing in mind they didn't have the technology to do it. Right, that is an incredible feat. You've got to give it to them. That as a, a system of, I'm not, I'm not criticizing it necessarily because, yeah, this was 500 years ago. It's not like a modern liberal society. You know, shit was hard back then. Think people needed to be controlled. Yeah, you know, it was lawless. 
people weren't happy. If you were starving, you go around and bludgeon your fucking neighbor to death with a, with a hammer to take his chickens and, and eat them. There's, there's logic behind doing that. But if they tell you that, that God is going to make you burn in hell if you do that, then that's, that fucking makes sense. I'm on board. I'm not criticizing it. I just think it's interesting how they, they created the uh, environment for sort of mass surveillance to exist when the technology became available. Because if you look at it today, the government does collect, they still collect all these records. They have records on your your uh, sexual preferences, your gender identity, uh, what you've done, how much money you have, uh, where you've been. You know, they, they have a huge amount of surveillance data on you. They, they would know, you know, birth, deaths and marriages, they know who your parents are, they know who you're married to, uh, they know if you're a parent. So they have all your sex and love data. And then corporates have it too. So corporates get this information. To, like governments get it through the front door. They, they say, right, well, we're collecting this data because we're the government and you know we're in charge. The corporates, they take it through the back door. They take it through, like I said, internet cookies. They say, well, to sign up to this, you have to give us this. And well, that's what they have. Facebook is free. Twitter is free. It can't be free, right? If you there's a there's a good saying about it. If you don't pay for the product, you are the product, and that's that's what we are with with these so, social media companies and the internet in general. You know, Google, Apple, Facebook, Twitter, even things like your local gym. You know, they 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 take this data as well. So these corporates, they know everything about you as well, but they've just taken it through slightly different means, through slightly different ways of surveilling you but basically we are all under constant surveillance from corporate entities and the government so i i would say that like businesses are the modern church but for people who are sort of more uh i guess right wing or or, or quote unquote freedom orientated business is their church commerce is is, is, is the church of these of, of the right wing i guess that's what i'm getting at whereas the state is the church for the left wing. I, I did a whole podcast about how the state is the church for the left wing. It's called uh, "Is Jordan Peterson God?" Uh, so go back and listen to that if you want to hear a whole podcast about how Jordan Peterson is God, <laughs> uh, which he isn't, by the way. He's a cunt. But let's let's move on. Um, the church did all that first. They, yeah, okay. So you got the modern churches, business, and uh, the state, and they are uh, widely. Uh, they are widely supported by almost everybody. Almost everybody picks a picks a poison, don't they? A business or a church? Sorry, a business or a, or a government. You know, you you either buy into the, the the state ideology or or the the market ideology. Most people buy into one or the other, or or some mix of the two. So you you end up do you go to these churches and these churches keep tabs on you just the same way as the church would keep tabs on you all the way back then. And it's nothing, got nothing to do with beliefs, really. That's my point. I haven't mentioned, um, you know, the, the actual morals behind any of it. it. This is just the system that they use to, to, to keep track of people. And it's just amazing that the church did it first. Did it a thousand years ago in Gloucester, they were building this huge fucking tower at great expense in comparison. Yeah, they, they, they built the Gloucester Cathedral. It is a remarkable building. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And if you were in squalor in Gloucester a thousand years ago, you're looking at the the, the material and the, the the affluence it must have taken to build it. You must have thought, "Fucking hell, this church is powerful." I, I don't know what fuck with them. 
Although, I wasn't going to mention this, but I will. It's a good, good story about Gloucester Cathedral. Right? Uh, there's a king buried there, Edward II, British king. He was murdered by he, his brother, I think. Um, I think his brother was John. I'm not sure. That's not important. He was allegedly killed because they stuck a red-hot iron poker up his ass, and you could hear him screaming for like 10 miles. Anyway, he's one of the few kings not to be buried in Westminster Cathedral. Sorry, Westminster Abbey. He's buried in Gloucester because he was disgraced and hated. And his tomb, his tomb, it's still there. You could you could go and see it. You can stand a meter away from it and go, oh yeah, there's a, there's a king buried there, which is it's kind of cool, right? But on his tomb is a bunch of graffiti, and some of that graffiti is like three hundred and fifty years old because there's a school next door. So Gloucester Cathedral uh, has, has a has a school bolted onto it. They, they, they sort of go together. Gloucester Cathedral, by the way, they, like parts of Harry Potter were filmed there. Like where the, the blood is written on the wall, that's in Gloucester Cathedral. Um, the second one, and the, the, the courtyard where where all the kids hang out in Harry Potter, that, that's, that's in Gloucester Cathedral as well. But the school next door, so a lot of extras in Harry Potter are from that school. But if you take it about 350 years, some of the kids had broken into the cathedral and had defaced this guy's tomb. So there's things like, the, the I think the one I remember specifically is it says like, I see 1700. So it's I see someone's initials, say, I don't know, Ian Collins, whatever, 1700. So they're basically, it's basically like me going down to the local pub <laughs> or going to school or even go to church and get a, get a, I don't know, a, a nail or something and, and scratching into something, you know, Alfie was here 2020. But now that graffiti is so old that it's almost become part of the history in itself. So that's, that's kind of cool, kind of cool fact. Anyway, the point is, that isn't the point. The point is that the church invented mass surveillance. They did it all first, and they created the environment to, which, which, we, which we live in today. And that is a podcast, and that is class. <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed that. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, tell your friends about the podcast. That's it, really. Uh, I will be back next week. Lovely chatting to you, and have an absolute smasher of a week in a bit.